This episode is brought to you by Just Say No. Don't do drugs, kids. Welcome to the Rendezvous Podcasts with your hosts, Davis Alden, Carter, not many thoughts going on, Mangus, <laughs> and Speedy Gonzalez over here. Jacek Ackschmidt. Yep. Also with us tonight, we got our other ag correspondent, Art, and our producer, Zach Gale. Uh, we'll get into their nicknames a little later at the end of the show. Stick tuned for that. Or stay tuned for that. Stick tuned. Stick tuned. Uh, so, <laughs> Carter, you heard something. Well, we all heard something on the radio today that you wanted to talk about it. Okay, yeah. So, on the radio this morning as I was at work or driving to work, I heard that there have been multiple reports of mosquitoes in the state of Wyoming that are carrying West Nile virus. Which, may I add, is very, very bad. Not many thoughts. Anyways. <laughs> um, so the radio ad that I heard was talking about how the Game and Fish wanted people who come across dead grouse to report it. <laughs> Why are we all laughing? What's so funny right now? Dave's it's like funny look. Dave's keep giving me funny looks, and I don't know. This why. is that like sixth grade classroom where you look across the room at your friend and you start giggling, and then you can't stop, and the teacher's looking at you, and you just can't stop until you have to like pretend to cough and leave the classroom. That happened once freshman year of high school, and Jason got kicked out of the class, and then I started laughing. You remember that with the wolf? Yeah, yeah, and he said he'd, uh, what, give a dot by our name? Yeah, he left a dot by our name, so when the teacher actually got back to school, she was like, okay, boys, what'd you do? <laughs> but Jacek got a dot next to his name, and then I started laughing. <laughs> and then he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Carter, and he goes, okay, you get a dot, too. <laughs> was that Mr. Anderson? <laughs> yep. You bet. <laughs> you bet. All right, anyway, okay, back to and, what we were talking anyways, about. Anyways, about the West Nile, so... There's been multiple reports of dead grouse across the state, and so the Game and Fish are asking anyone who comes across a dead grouse to report it because they want the wildlife biologist to come examine the dead grouse to see if it died because of West Nile. And after some research, it comes to uh, my thought process... No, that's the wrong way to say that. I don't know what the hell I'm going for right now. But anyways, grouse are susceptible to West Nile. So how does the Game and Fish want you to report this to them? So the Game and Fish wants this reported. You just call them, and to the best of your knowledge, you're supposed to give them where the grouse is, the location, Coordinates, people. Latitude and longitude. Yes. If, but if you can't give them coordinates, they just want you to describe where the grouse is. It's really not that hard to get coordinates. You can get on a, You can get on fucking Google Maps. Yeah. Google Maps, Onyx Hunt. Onyx Hunt. You're, uh, Google your location in Google, and it'll give you your coordinates. Yeah. Well, even if you don't have service, and with iPhones, you have that Compass app. Yeah, yeah. Give you coordinates. Too. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. It's that easy, Android people. Android users, you're screwed. Just ask the tree next So anyways, <laughs> but, uh, uh, da, 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 man, man, we are all slow today. Holy hell. 
been a long weekend for us all. It has been a long weekend. Um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. I can't yeah. think of anything right now. Well, so humans can catch West Nile too. So. This is important. So if you're sage grouse hunting um, during the season, and you you should probably have that tested before you eat sage grouse. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good that's a idea. fair point. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Cows do you think? Don't get it. Thank you, Art. Thank you, Art. <laughs> wow, that, that was... correspondent right there. That was knowledgeable. Cows don't get it. Do you think, though, that if you, like, shot the grouse and then you cooked it, do you think that would kill the virus by cooking it? Do you really want to take a chance? Yeah. I mean, I guess not, but... I mean, I bet you could Google that, but it probably... It's, it's like... It. Uh, Just Google it. It's like chronic wasting disease in deer. You should still probably have that checked. Oh, oh that's fair. That's what yeah. I was going to ask you guys. If you guys were in a high chronic wasting disease area... We are in a high chronic yeah, wasting would disease you, um, area. Would you... We're in Sheridan, Wyoming. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you send that into a biologist to get it checked? I every, should. Every deer, every year? I should, but I don't. Carter? Oh, man. Uh, My yeah. appendix works. Yeah. <laughs> Your, appendix? <laughs> Your appendix That's don't even matter. Well, okay. Okay. That's it's for. Uh, yeah. That's what it was for. I don't think it, any of them work anymore. I mean, yeah, I don't. Personally. Yeah, me neither. Just <laughs> your children. Yeah, vaccinate. There's a vaccine vac when your child's born for that disease. Side but. note, though, you should actually vaccinate your kids. Yeah. We vaccinate our cows, so vaccinate your kids. And that's why they don't get West Nile. Yep. <laughs> so, uh. Kids get West Nile. <laughs> so, Jacek, you were saying something before we started the podcast that I think you were hinting at, um, that what you were saying, you know what this means, and I kind of cut you off. But I'm guessing in a lot of Wyoming, this, when you're permitting for oil and gas wells and stuff, that the state asks you if they're going into a sage-grouse core area. So mm -hmm. basically, if we start having this problem with West Nile virus killing off sage grouse. It's gonna. It's not gonna affect just one thing. It's gonna affect oil and gas. It's gonna affect coal. It's gonna affect ranching. Um, is that where you were going with that? Not at all. But I can speak to uh, that because in the oil and gas industry, I believe it's for every permit that is given to drill, a portion of that money is given directly into sage-grouse, um, I can't think, Protection. conservation. Conservation. Sage-grouse conservation. I'm not sure how much money it is. All I know it's a good portion. Those permits aren't cheap. So if this West Nile keeps going, keeps killing off our chickens. Um, prairie chickens. Yep. Yeah, prairie chickens. Keep killing them off. We're going to, obviously, gas prices and oil prices will probably go up and be affected also. Oh. So, uh, keeping up, if you uh, don't like paying gas prices, what they are now, and I don't. Oh, dude, whatever. I, I remember. The place. Yeah, well, I remember when I turned 16, dude, gas was like four fifty a gallon. Yeah. 
It was up there. So what it's at like CT? I don't remember that. Back that place. Yeah, no, it was high. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's still so, too high. I think. Well, I mean, I'd Mondo. rather I'd rather be paying what is it now, like two eighty something. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd rather be paying two eighty something than fucking four seventy. Yeah. 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 Well, That's just so, look out for it. Yeah, watch watch for dead grouse because we don't want the gas prices to rise again. Oh. Wait, hold on. I got a question. Go ahead. Onward. Do you guys know that the state of Wyoming has a group of college kids that go around and count sage grouse in the summer? Like, yeah. They do? I bet they do. Because Mon- yeah, the almost. state of Montana does, and they've been out to our place all the time, and we tell them where to go. And they come to count sage grouse because they stop everything that goes on out there. I don't know if it's uh, college kids, but yeah, the state definitely keeps a close eye on sage grouse populations. Alright, could you guys imagine having that job to go around and count sage grouse every day? A lot of overtime. No, you work for the state. Yeah, you, oh, you so. get paid overtime. <laughs> Even for state <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dylan. Hey, you can't say his real name. Oh, what sorry. About his real name? Art. Sorry, Art. Art. Long weekend. Long weekend. Art. Why are you dropping your chaw? So Jesus. our ad correspondent just wasted a whole can of chew. And, uh, Son of my, a bitch! In my basement. <laughs> and, uh... Make sure the dog don't come down here. <laughs> I mean, he just he, snorted up. He looks quite oh. uh, flustered at the moment. But, so that brings me to a story. Oh, Our uh, Bud Light Lime friend was driving in the car with me, Max, and he, our friend Jaeger one time, and he'd never packed a bottle of chew. A, a can. Yeah. A long weekend. So, uh, He's packing this can in my mom's car, and I'm driving back from Laramie. He's in the back seat. Doesn't keep his thumb on the lid, and the lid flies off. The lid flies off, and chew goes everywhere in my mom's car. And Jaeger can't believe it. He looks stunned, and he just goes, You owe me five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I got a story like that. We were in an apartment, and me and the other ag correspondent, Earl, were in this apartment. I just brought him this can of Southern Blend, and uh, we hand it to her. Earl packs it, puts one in, and this kid that's there goes, Hey, let me pack it. I'm like, all right, let's see if this kid will actually pack it. He goes two slaps in, and the lid flies off. This whole brand new can of Southern Blend with one pinch out of it, which was a delicacy in Wyoming for the at that time period. Isn't it still? No, no you can buy it oh. anywhere, even Walmart still. When did that change? Years back. You're yeah. telling me I can buy Southern Blend? Yeah. And I've been chewing long cut all summer? <laughs> yeah. What the? What? <laughs> well, anyhow, anyhow. Years. <laughs> anyhow. This, Son of a bitch. This kid... Flings this can of Southern Blend all over the carpet and everywhere over this apartment. And Earl just sits there and his mouth's basically touching the floor. And he can't speak at all. And he just looks at the kid. And then all of a sudden he goes, God damn it, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Another story that pertains to that about poor Earl. 
<laughs> this guy has been through the ringers. By God, give him props. He did kill a dandy antelope this past weekend over in... Uh, yeah, we'll Lake. have to get him on about his antelope bow hunt. That's pretty cool. When did that season open up? The 15th. Yeah. Wow. Anyhow. That was five days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was only a couple years back. Southern Blend was once again a commodity. And we got some smuggled in from over the border. It's not really smuggling, just fucking pack it in. Yeah, buying and gum in. No one's stopping it. <laughs> Can't have the FDA on our <laughs> So and I, and I hand this chew tin over to Earl. And uh, he proudly takes it in his hand and walks off and... Hell, I don't know, must have been a couple minutes later, I hear a door slam, and then a bunch of cussing proceed. And I walk over there, and lo and behold, on the floor, there's a crushed southern, blo- southern blend tin on the ground, and a dog lapping it up. <laughs> what he had done, he had dropped his chew tin subsequently to the closing of his vehicle door and smashed it within said door. How that happens I do not know. Well this guy I feel bad for this poor guy Earl losing fish. Earl's just chew tins. The southern blend around Earl's just not a safe place to be. Like knees? Like knees. Yeah, like he's just an e taker. He'll take out any ACL within a ten mile radius, I swear to God. Okay. So uh, Okay, okay, onward. okay. Onward Aside from all these uh, chew stories that we got going for us right now. <laughs> Art, what do you uh, want to talk about your last week fighting fires or stuff you hate on the ranch? And now it's time for things a- Art hates on the ranch. Well, I hate irrigation. I hate water. But that I is like... irrigation. Yeah. Okay, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let them finish. What's the difference? The difference is... Water is just stuff that goes out on the field. If, when you irrigate, that's where you're trying to get water to grass. Therefore, is there I hate not water grass because... on the field? What? <laughs> is there not grass on the field? There's always grass. No, some fields don't have grass. What the hell? Because the flood came through and knocked them all out. And okay. We didn't get anything planted in them. Anyhow, water just... We went to a football camp once, and the coach from New Dub goes... Talking about having water, and I go, water scares me. And then from that day forward, I've always hated water. <laughs> There's not more to that story. There is. Do you remember that, Carter? I think you were there. Was that the you dumped up here? Oh, yeah. What a was, waste of a day. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a waste of a day. I remember me, Jasic, me, Butch. <laughs> God. Rob We've Bob. already called you Jasic on every pod episode, man. Um, I uh, anyhow, another thing I hate. Wait, 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 wait. Can you explain to us why you hate irrigation? Because I get wet every day. It's like. Do I you not have, like, muck boots or waders? Well, the thing is, I have waders or irrigation boots that go up to mid thigh. But the water. Mid thigh. The water gets up to waist deep sometimes, and you get real wet. I, I carry three pairs of extra jeans out there every day. Sometimes I go through two pairs. I've been waist deep a couple times this summer. <laughs> yeah. In water, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> True. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I was hinting at the time I fell in the water. I know exactly what you're yeah. hinting at. Alright, Art, what else you hate at work besides irrigating and water? I hate how when there's no water, there's fires. And fires are terrible because you have to work late nights. And... But you get to meet a lot of new people. I met a lot of people this week. Okay, okay. So, from our understanding, you were recently just fighting a fire? I've In the last two weeks, we fought three fires. Oh. Do you consider yourself a professional? I consider myself NJW Rescue 1. Oh. There is no Rescue 2 or Rescue 3. I'm the only rescue out there at NJW. So yes. So yes, he's a yes, he's a professional. So what uh when you have a fire what what necessarily do you yourself do? Well, I usually hear about it while I'm in town here and our ranch is 40 minutes away up north and by a Tongue River Reservoir, right? Yeah, by that Tongue River Reservoir. Oh my god. But Well, you can tell them about places in Montana. I don't care about that place. So I, I can cut that trip of 40 minutes into 20 minutes. I just flip on my hazards and get up there. My sister's made it in 15 before. Yeah. Good Lord. You're driving 130? That's, that's mostly highway, though. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have to turn off and go down County Road to yeah. get to our place. So you can't go that fast. But then when I get up there, I'm usually with my dad. We, we fill up our sprayer, which is on the back of a ranch pickup, and go to town by spraying the fire with the waters. Which I like during those situations. So your relationship with water is love hate. You bet. Alright, <laughs> this last this last fire I was on, my dad ended up getting up there first and jumped in a different rig, so I led the blader, the the road grader around, which goes around and blades a fire line. I would led him into where we needed to get him to in my own pickup and tore the heck out of it. But when you show up to a fire, you never know what's actually going to happen just because the wind's always changing. The grass can be green in some places and not burn that hot, or it can be real dried up and so burn on you. are you just monitoring it, or are you putting water on it yourself? or we? What we try to do is really slow it down from burning real fast and hot until the road grader gets there, the blade. Or if it's in the trees, we try to get it slowed down so that the cat... The bulldozer, you can yeah. get up through there and knock down the trees and put a fire line around it. Because in our part of the world, water is going to stop it and slow it down, but it's real hard to get fire put out unless you have a, a solid barrier of dirt all the way around the fire where there's no field it can touch. All right. Um, yeah. Are those all on your property or bordering properties or? Two of them were on our neighbors, and then one of them was splitting our neighbors and us. It ran right down the fence line. And luckily, since I don't work out there full time, I didn't have to put up that fence. Nice. <laughs> Good job. Yep. Do you have any idea how these fires were started? Two of them were started by lightning, uh, the first two. And then this recent one that would happen on Sunday, a uh, bird, a hawk, flew and either landed on the power line or hit the power line and when that happens the electricity goes into them yeah and either sends shocks or sent this sent shocks to them of course earl doesn't know how that works <laughs> good but point it usually sends sparks down to the ground or sometimes it even they have a special oil along their uh feathers 
that it can catch on fire and they can land on the ground and start a fire real fast. Yeah. But luckily, and so how do you know? Uh, does someone watch that happen, or how do you know that's what started the fire on Sunday? Well, Dad and I drove by the same spot ten, probably ten minutes before it started. Then the Decker coal mine called us and said that we had a fire out there. But when they were up there Is fighting, that who calls you every time? Sometimes. It depends. Because oh. there's guys always down there looking yeah. up in the hills. They get bored and playing in dirt all the time. But <laughs> while, while we were up there fighting the fire, you we went under... There's, it was right underneath the power line. So you kind of oh, assume okay. there's the power line since there wasn't lightning the night before. Yeah. And then there's a dead hawk laying all charred up. So you kind of have to put two and two together to get four on that one. Sure. Fair enough. Or you can put four and two together and get grandma. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God! <laughs> um, so, so you got any... You got well, I was just going to ask. So this ranch that you got, you guys let hunters out there often or... We have a group of hunters that come in from Iowa, and then another group from Billings, and they've Which been... Which group is better? The Iowa guys. Montana hunters are terrible. Want to speak to that? I will here in a second. All right. But I'm right. my Iowa boys. Onward. Um, these, all, both these groups have been going out there for the last 70 years. With my oh, great grandpa, well, not the same people. Well, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> the family members. The family members have been coming out there for the last seventy years, and but my favorite group is the Iowa guys because they're more laid back and actually hunt by spot and stock, and they don't drive around on their side by sides and get lucky like the guys from Montana do, and then that puts me into why I don't like people hunters from Montana. Is because the majority of them, not all of them, I've seen some of them do spot and stock on the state land right in front of our house. Yeah. But most of them sit on the county road and glass it and glass it. And then they, you see a rifle stick out of the window and they pop off the doe, the single doe in that state land. And they've been, heck, on Sunday, it wasn't, they, I think antelope's open out there. Maybe not. I think it opened on the 15th as well for archery. Mm -hmm. But on Sunday morning a pickup pulled up with a side-by-side -side and they all jumped out and started just driving down the county roads on their side-by-side -side, probably driving down the private roads as well but that cannot be proven and they just sit there and just glass and glass and tear up all our country how do you possibly archery hunt with a side-by-side -side making so much noise spot from a distance and stalk in yeah I, these guys weren't hunting they they would just had their glasses, and but you could see their tracks through our fields and stuff where they illegally go into. And we're not close to the Crow or the Northern Cheyenne at all, but we've had a couple run-ins with them because they think that they can get to any state land by private road. And one they, It's their land, dude. They, they used to own the land. <laughs> the look he's giving you. <laughs> I told you no goddamn politics or I'm leaving. But anyhow, they, they come rolling in. They think that they can get back there to the Tongue River Reservoir on the east side of it because it's state land and that's an access road to it, which it's not only for the mem only for the people that own cabins on that east side. You're darn right it is. Mr. Uh... Mr. Alden, I think his family 
has legal right to drive through our property to get down there. I, Unfortunately, not for long. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But anyhow, these they majority of Montana hunters think that they private roads they can get anywhere. But the Iowa guys, they they drive out to a hill point and then just walk down the hole and wait. And How do those wait. people get through the gate? It has a code that only the cabin owners know and the landowners. Down there by the reservoir. That's where yeah. the code is, yeah. I'm, but they can get through our gates because there's oh. no codes on them up top there, out in the mm -hmm. boonies. There is now because the methane companies aren't paying their bills, so we locked them out. But right on. Anyhow, like the hunters out, we, then we also lease our lease some of our hunting rights out to an outfitted company out of our hometown here, and Shed, Wyoming bastards. And they come out and get stuff every once in a while when their hunters draw, but they haven't drawn in the last few years. Only deer, which there's an abundance of out there. So oh. You got anything else to ask him about? Or well, I mean, onward? yeah, I think we can go onward. I mean, do you have anything else to add to any of your thoughts there, Art? Just keep listening to this podcast. It keeps me ticking in that dang tractor. Well, well, we we appreciate that, Art. Yeah, thanks just, for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. Don't forget to like and subscribe and to leave a review where possible. We'll see you next week at The Rendezvous.